0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, ba, 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 ba. your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what,
1: Terence? Good old Qualcomm advertisements. No, just good old human. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good old advertisements. Yeah, let's not yeah. let's
0: not give that brand. Well, why are you
1: saying that, Terence? Because uh, yeah, I think the last. Over the weekend, uh, our last podcast caused a lot of headaches for people because there seemed to be this ad that kept playing in front of it, and which was causing you mm. know a lot of people's uh, streams or downloads to stop halfway. Um, and yeah, and, and we did more digging and found out that hey, it wasn't just the last episode; it was uh, actually all our episodes started to have these uh, dynamically inserted ad in front. Specifically, one ad <laughs> So I think, uh, mm. you know, a lot of people started receiving that ad. and uh, Yeah, we merely went in and realized that uh, there were certain settings that had been switched on by default for some reason. So we had to switch mm. them off and you, everything is back to normal. But, uh, yeah, there was a there were a whole uh, a lot of comments that people were having a lot of frustration of accessing the podcast. Yeah,
0: and not just the ad at the start. I think like the one with Decosh, uh, for some reason on Spotify, mm. it could only play up to 20 minutes and if you try and fast forward it restarts so it was yeah. just fucking annoying la. and yeah. and i mean we've been getting increasing feedback that people find the episodes taking longer and longer to download streaming issues mm. um and so we have made decision to change our podcast host so mm. we will be doing that in the coming weeks so hopefully mm. these problems will be solved because i mean it's a good problem i think people are having streaming issues because uh, more people are listening like which is great Uh, But we will
1: find a solution because we know how annoying it can be. And that actually, that is precisely why there might be more streaming issues uh, because maybe we've hit some kind of uh, bandwidth limit on what our podcast provider uh, is willing to give to us, right? Mm. Uh, But I think, uh, yeah, over the weekend, just the the fact that the ads was inserted so suddenly and, and, you know, almost by default or something, uh, there was a, a big red flag to us. That's why we're yeah. doing this. Uh, but granted, there might be teething issues, even with the transition. So do be patient <laughs> and, and let us work through these issues as well. Uh. Yeah. yeah, don't give up, man. Don't give up. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. will be here. It might take a bit longer.
0: Once in a while, you might hear someone else's voice like mm. that ad over the weekend. But just yeah. bear with us.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, yes. Cool, cool. Uh, but aside from that, we also want to welcome you know people to, who new to the podcast as well. Mm. Uh, or coming back after that, that very painful weekend. Uh, what do we have to say to them? Uh,
0: I mean, welcome, welcome.
1: Um, we were, I mean, if you
0: don't already know, what we try and do is talk about uh, current affairs with a touch of humor and mm. always try and look at it from different angles. La. Uh, mm. with, a, with a healthy dose of banter and uh, tangents uh, along the way. Mm. That's right. Tangents. And that's it, love. There's nothing more than that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, we we want to also ask you that if you like what you listen to, uh, yeah. yeah, do go on the whatever platforms you listen to, and you know, give it a a good rating, a thumbs up or whatever stars or thumbs up or or milkshakes or whatever the, they they used to rate a uh, podcast on whatever mm. platform you're listening to, because that mm. helps us get discovered by more people, and so that maybe you have, you will have less of those issues. Uh, mm. when you realize that podcast is quite popular yeah
0: and also our subreddit, uh which was the first place that we got alerted to uh, about the issue, so, so mm. kudos mm. to the subredditors and anyone who wants to engage more in the conversation, please hit head, uh, head on over there link is in the episode description
1: yeah that's right cool, 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 cool so all right
0: yeah let's shall we jump, jump into, into it, the first man? topic
1: yeah, let's jump into
0: the first topic, uh which came out mm. on uh, Friday, right uh mm. friday the news of uh, as in a, an update on a case that probably all of us have heard at some point in time over the past few years um mm. it was the uh decision that carl liu the who had an ongoing uh sentencing for his part in the patiliani trial um he was sentenced to 2 weeks of jail for lying to a judge Mm. Um, and he's also, I mean, the son of the ex-Changi Airport Group Chairman. La. Uh, mm. So, so I mean, it, it just it just brought up a lot of things that have been happening over the past few years, which I also like, uh, needed a refresher of, which we'll get into. But that was the news on Friday. La. And there's been a mm. lot of commentary on that over the past few days. And now it's our turn.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think even Parti Liani herself uh, released a statement, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she yeah, uh, she, uh, she released a statement on a blog that basically yeah. uh, was actually part of the, I think an impact statement that she wanted to present to, she wanted the prosecution to present to the judge as well, which I believe, if I understand correctly, is basically the victim of the of the crime uh, coming forward and saying what impact that the crime had on her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of shots fired in, from all parties. Uh. Yeah, so so I mean,
0: basically, just to give a a high level refresher, um, this case essentially um started like uh I mean the so 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 Patiliani and this case came to light in I think 2016, but mm. overall um 2006 was when she first 2007 was when she first started working for the Liu family, um, and then uh. Along the way, she was asked to go um, clean uh, Carl Liu's home because he moved out. And mm. that will come into, come uh, the reason for that, We'll you will see it later. Um, then by 2016, the family decided to terminate her employment after suspicions that she was stealing. Uh, she was mm. given two hours to pack her things and it was taken to court and um by october that same year uh like the next day the the family filed a police report um there was a case uh that was ongoing there was investigations by december that year miss pati liani was arrested um she was questioned by the police through december um, in august the following year she was charged in court four charges mm-hmm. three charges of theft and one charge of theft as a servant so Three from the house that she was living in and one, um, uh, so basically four charges of death. death la. Mm. She lodges a report. The trial started um, in April 2018. Then Carl Liu testified, his dad testified in court, who he was still holding very high up roles la, in, in uh, mm. companies like the Changi Airport Group. March 2019, my Liani was found guilty of stealing more than $30,000 worth of items. Um, the judge, Olivia Lowe, um, said that, you know, she couldn't see any reason why the Liu family and the driver would conspire to frame the accused for theft. Mm. Then in September 2020, Patiliani Liani was acquitted because the high court judge overturned the convictions. Mm. So from 2016 September, when she the first case, uh, uh, police report was lodged, October 20, 2016, to September 2020, 20, there was this investigation going on. She went from being uh, employed to being uh, accused to being charged and then being acquitted. Mm -mm. And Mm. then um, uh, she was cleared of all the charges and then there was a review that was uh, being done to follow the fact that there was one judge who ruled one way, then the high court judge ruled the other way. Uh, That started Mm. in September 2020 and then um, Carl Liu was um, um, found guilty and then recently charged. Mm. So mm. so that's a very high-level summary. Um, mm. but, but what made you want to talk about this latest announcement? Because we have spoken about it before. But yeah. this announcement, why do you want yeah. to revisit it, Terrence?
1: No, I wanted to go to an even higher level to, mm. to summarize like the general public perception of the case. Uh, because mm. it really is the case of a, a very powerful person uh, person you know a very powerful mm. privileged person in a person uh, a, per- a very powerful person you know in a position of privilege and 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 you know his his dad his dad is someone someone right um, mm. who was who you know on the surface was l- looking to use the law to uh whether it was punish or implicate uh you know his helper that he had some kind of disagreements with la. and and that you know was he was I mean, he has been found guilty of providing false statements, uh, which caused her to be charged. And even though she was eventually acquitted, uh, there was a lot of injustice seen because, yeah, like what you said, literally for almost four years she was faced with this charge. Uh, she couldn't leave the country. She couldn't find employment. She had to basically uh, live on the on the generosity of uh, I think the home Home is a non-profit that uh, or charity mm. that helps. Uh, you know, uh, domestic workers were in situations like hers and also on the donations from the public. So yeah. there was this very prevailing sense of injustice that a lot of people have felt towards this case. And as the details came out, um, authorities were dragged in, the authorities and institutions were dragged in because people started to question the investigation procedures. They started to question the police officers who were involved in procuring the evidence or taking the statements from all the different parties, right? So yeah. everyone was implicated. I re- I think if you remember, even Shamugam had to make a statement about this, and and there was a lot of commentary or an online uh f- raw about like, what wow, how is it that this this person, um this powerful person can you know make a mockery of our entire justice system and use it to bully someone who is so much weaker and has no money and no resources to fight, like who would have been sentenced to you know jail for quite a long period, at least a couple of years right? Mm-hmm. So there's this sense of uh everything leading up to the, the acquittal, everyone was uh feeling very charged up about it. La. But so this so that once she was acquitted, then subsequently Kao Liu was uh, charged for lying or giving false statements to public officials, right? Uh, mm. but now it's the it's the result of this of this case, this uh this charge of giving false statements that is riling people up once once again, right? Mm-hmm. Um the fact that he's only been sentenced for two two weeks. Yeah. Uh, two weeks prison. And it's not just about the severity of the of the sentencing. But the, I think uh if you dig a little bit into the weeds, it's actually not as straightforward as like, oh he did something wrong, let's give him a sentence. Actually, uh there seems to be more to it. La. And that's why I thought this was an interesting article because People online and and you know you you don't see it that much in the mainstream media, but people online are dissecting the the judges' uh, statement a lot more closely than you would see in the mainstream media. Uh, mm. That's why I thought it'd be something interesting to talk about. how about you? Mm. Like, why did you why did this uh, rile up the the social justice uh, warriors? You girl. yeah. What <laughs> my, my SJW loins? Uh.
0: is it? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean. To be honest, when this first came out, I was like, "Oh, okay. Uh, I need to refresh my memory about this case." But then, as I started reading up, then I remember why the last time when we talked about it, it was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Okay. Mm. Um, because I mean, literally, uh, like like what you said, like there was that power imbalance that we were addressing the last time, and mm. uh, I mean, the fact that before this this sentencing was done, uh, it was on Thursday, March thirtieth, that Carl Liu admitted lying to a judge, because mm. I, I remember. Essentially, there were some uh, accusations of parties stealing, like, clothes or handbags. And even back then, during the original judgment, um, when there were clothes that Carl Liu said were stolen from him, uh, hmm. wait, he couldn't fit them. Like, they were too small. Um, or oh, they then, were ladies' clothes, right? They were ladies' clothes. Yeah. So, in some way, he admitted to that being um, his clothes, you know. Uh, hmm. And now he admitted that it was false. And I mean he does have he does suffer from Parkinson's. Um mm. and his defendant did say that, you know, like suffering from a condition, the, the the stress of a testimony and that that caused him to lie lah. But then so I mean what was interesting, right, is because the two week sentencing, right, was more from the judge, you no. Know? Even apparently mm. even the prosecutor didn't ask for the two week sentencing. Yeah. So that means party's lawyers, they were not
1: pushing for a two week sentencing, which sounds weird. No, correction. It's not party's lawyers though. It's the public prosecutor in this case. Okay, please clarify
0: a bit more, Terrence. because yeah, I because tried this reading is a, a,
1: yeah, this is a criminal charge from the state versus Kau uh-huh. So when it's a criminal charge, it's actually the attorney general's chambers that comes in, uh-huh. and the public prosecutor comes in, and on behalf of the state charges, uh, the individual, right? And then he, he has to hire his own defense. So party Liani is not a. Uh, I mean, pardon the pun, it's not a party to this to this uh case directly la, right? Mm. She so it's not her lawyers, it's the public prosecutor that decides, okay, this is the case I'm gonna set out against this guy and this is because he committed uh he, he did committed a crime la, right, against the state. Against especially, you know, lying to a public official, you know, that's a crime against the state, lah, right? So this is what we're gonna charge him with. But yeah, in this case, it seems that the prosecution and the defense came to some kind of agreement prior to to presenting it to the judge and the agreement was to just uh, have it as a $5000 fine which is the maximum fine but zero jail time and then it was the judge uh, district judge i think Eugene Tu who went through this and then decided that hey that's uh, it's not it's not you know it's not serious uh, sentencing enough it's not a serious enough sentencing for, for what the crime is like, right it's not proportionate that way, so he slept on an additional uh two weeks of jail as well and in his uh yeah in the court in his, i think in the judge's ruling and all it, you can read quite clearly that the judge does express uh almost a bit of a uh a, a little bit of surprise and a little bit a little bit of uh sarcasm like, when he observes that the prosecution and the defense essentially had the same argument. Such that he said that the defense literally lifted the same argument and put it in their in their uh, documents to the court like, Lifted the mm. same argument as the prosecution put it in defense. Uh, and put it in the documents to the court. So essentially, it's the judge saying the prosecution defense seem to have agreed on something very uh, a bit too lenient. And me as the judge, it's my job to decide the sentencing. So I'm going to make it more stricter. And that's yeah. why a lot of people are, are freaking out because they're like, "Wow, if even the public prosecutor." was not pushing for uh, such a tough sentence is this is this emblem- you know does this really represent what our legal system uh, is about that uh, right about making yeah. deals about being lenient to people in power and things like that so those those are the questions that a lot of people are talking about uh, right
0: yeah yeah, and I think that's an important uh, differentiator uh, because mm. because the the fact that it's a public prosecutor um and and uh i mean just some of the things that you read. Uh, to justify why the public prosecution um, was asking for just a fine, uh, it mm. was a deputy public prosecutor like Calvin Chong. One of the things he said that um, Mr. Chong said that there was no evidence of malice or pre and that Carl Liu had not taken any active or sophisticated steps to bolster his lies. Mm. Um, and then Carl's lawyer, uh, uh, Adam Muniam from Drew, Drew and Napier said, there was no actual harm done to Ms. Party. Um, as the judge ultimately removed the two items of clothing from the charge um, and that Carly was diagnosed with Parkinson's. So, yeah, it just feels... So, I mean, if if you look at a high level, right, there was... Party was charged, then that judge's um, uh, judgment was overturned, right? Mm. Then the public prosecutor and the defendant uh, suggest a fine and then that also was in some way overturned by Mm. the Attorney General,
1: so, no, no, but you mean by the judge, by the judge.
0: Uh, by the judge, by the judge, yeah. yeah, yeah. By the judge. And then uh, around all that, I think it was um, back in 2020 that Carl's father himself stepped down from all his mm. positions la, because, yeah. I mean, he said he's, I mean, he's on the board of directors for a lot of companies. He didn't want it to be a distraction from his role. La. So mm-hmm. it, it just feels the more I read it, the more I felt like, wow, this can be a, 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 a show, man. This can be a TV series, man.
1: Yeah, it's very dramatic, and and uh, I wasn't. Um, I don't think I'm reading too much when I, I say that there was a bit of a sarcastic tone on the judge as well, because he keeps mm. referring to the, dep- the deputy public prosecutor as the learned deputy public prosecutor or the learned counsel. You know, so I'm not sure if that is like regularly used in legal parlance where they refer to each other as learned, but it almost felt like a. They, he always used it in the context of like, oh, the learned DP has has, uh, DPP has not done this or has done that, you know, so I'm not 100% sure if that's particularly a jibe at the prosecutor, but it, <laughs> uh, you know, it really tells you something when the judge is saying things like, oh, I observed that the defense, you know, the defense literally lifted the prosecution's thing, and the prosecution's statement, you know, essentially reads almost like a mitigation. That means like a, you know, it's like it's like trying to reduce the penalty for Khalil in this case, like. So, and then the, the, I think to your point about the Parkinson's, Carl having Parkinson's, and that's why, the, you know, they asked for, you know, that he doesn't be put into prison. Uh, the judge even came out and said that he that the, the judge had to probe uh, the counsel to go and ask if our prisons can handle someone with Parkinson's. And the prisons came out and said, yes, they can. They have no problem <laughs> handling a prisoner with Parkinson's. So, you know, the the judge almost had to be the one to push for a, uh, a prison sentence, you know, in for the prosecution's case. La. So it, it tells you that, that um, it's one of two things, la, right? The judge is pointing out either incompetence on, on the, on the prosecution's part, or is pointing out uh, that, hey, you know, there's, it seems like there, there was some kind of uh, plea agreement that was already reached beforehand that, that seemed to the judge to be a bit too lenient for mm. Cal right? Terrence, mm.
0: Terence, we yeah. we try. Like if I say if I if we are disagreeing, I say, Terence, take, can, can you give me your learned opinion? Yeah. 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 How do you feel, Terence? If I say, Terence, what is your learned opinion?
1: You know, yeah, like, I completely sir.
0: disagree with you. But Terrence, what is your learned opinion?
1: Back you know, the classically that's called a backhanded compliment, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It's like when you when you have to point out someone is smart. Like, oh, that's so smart. You know? Oh yeah. yeah that's like what you try to say? What you try to say? Huh? What you trying to say?
0: Yeah, exactly. No, you're hard so it's quite, less, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I, I, the the judgment. I mean, the statement from the judge is only uh ten pages, so it's a, it's not mm. too long a read, but you can you can sense that the judge is very clearly, uh, you know, upset about the the fact that uh, yeah, the, 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 the both the prosecution and defense only asked for such a lenient sentence. uh when it was actually the act of of, uh, you know, lying or providing false statements to public officials, that could have, that has had an impact not only on the victim, but on the whole process of justice. Lah. At the end of the day, it's a bunch of people putting in their time and hours, four years to, go in, to, to work through this whole case, right? So yeah. you, how can you say that there's zero impact, whether it's on a victim or anyone else, lah, right? Yeah. I mean, he did also say, and I quote,
0: uh, while I register the point that a wrongful conviction did not ultimately result, it does not did change the fact that those actions just recounted are all innately serious and ought know, to be met with the clearest degree of condemnation. And the uh. last line is the mic drop. La. The result here must leave no one with any doubt that our tolerance for such brazen fraud in the face of the court and upon the court. Mm. So, I mean, I guess their language has to be that, that bombastic. La um yeah, right. it does. basically he's saying like yeah just because you say something is not is not true uh, doesn't mean you mm. can come and lie here la, right essentially yeah does it and, yeah. and and you have to be condemned la. um yeah. but then because i mean it, like like now uh, going over to the other side of like Patiliani's statement she did point mm. out certain things like that that 2016 october the court the charges were were filed to september 2020 she was acquitted um there was the financial impact on her because mm. she couldn't leave singapore during the investigations right um she was given um accommodation by the charity uh, home uh, she yeah. there was a fundraising platform uh, that, that was done in by home in 2020 which raised 28000 but mm. that's just like a one time thing then yeah. the material impact um apparently that she still has stuff that has not been returned to her um, and just the, the social impact la because if you imagine the CAG chairman, uh, Liu Man Leong, who in court testified that he had always suspected some wrongdoing but he had tolerated her behavior, right? Uh yeah, I mean she 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 did say that she couldn't find work after that la. Mm, you know? Mm, mm. And and apparently there was no apology or no nothing from the family. So it just feels like wow. Uh, yeah, that even the two week sentencing now feels a bit a bit lenient la.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, from my preliminary understanding, uh, understanding is that the maximum for a situation like this, the maximum jail sentence for a situation like this, would be up to a year, right? Mm. Or fines up to five thousand dollars, or both. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of uh chirping online that hey, two weeks, it's it's nothing, like two weeks compared to the four years or whatever that Patiliani suffered those two weeks are nothing but um i think in the context of of what the judge did versus what the prosecution and the defense argued for it right, uh it's still it's still at least it's a it's a it's a positive right the, the judge stepped in and said hey this sentence is not strict enough we we have to we have to really uh, set an example here so okay two weeks fine but some people did point out like, that that even Titus Lowe went into jail for longer than that. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> so, posting the only fans is worse than lying to, lying to public lying officials and workforce statements. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> no, but then, okay, another thing also that um Patty Liani and her lawyer, after the acquittal, right, they sought compensation from the high court. Um, apparently, the max consen- compensation that can be given is 10, 10K lah uh mm. in the event that someone is acquitted you know they want to reclaim back some of the 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 damages they appeal for 71,000 um mm. which got written uh, which got rejected but even the $10,000 compensation application was dismissed
1: mm, mm. mm.
0: Yeah, yeah i mean there's not too much detail about um like uh, uh like why aside from from um, that, that the fact that according to Justice Chan who was mm. the the person overseeing that the application had not succeeded in proving on a balance of probabilities that the prosecution against her was frivolous mm. or vexatious mm. Mm. Um, I mean this was back in June 2021 la. Yeah. so I don't know whether that's going to change because last Thursday Carl Liu admitted lying right mm. uh, back in June 2021 the justice himself said there was not enough to prove that the prosecution was frivolous, which I guess now has been proven. So what's going to happen mm. then?
1: Mm. Um, tough one. Right? I don't think, I think uh, the, the, probably the only real legal avenue for her remaining, because that, that was dismissed, right? The only re- mm. legal revenue or recourse order to get back some form of compensation is to, you know, sue the Liu family in a civil court. Lah. Right, Whether Mm. it's, I don't know what she can sue for, maybe defamation or anything like that. But you can imagine what kind of lawyer's fees or how long uh, a case like that would take. And given that she already has spent the last, I don't know what, five years, six years or whatever, dealing with this issue, uh, is that something she wants to just uh, move forward with? Other than, you know, aside from now her conscience is clear and everything and her name has been cleared in public. Does she want to engage in another legal battle? That, there are no guarantees that she can win either, right? Mm. Uh, as as evidenced by the fact that people are... There are still arguments out there that there was very minimal impact on her. You know, Kowliu's false statements had very minimal impact on her. That was a, the defense's argument, right? Mm. So, yeah, she's in this spot where, uh, yeah, justice has been served in some way to Kowliu, but has has she been made whole since the incident started? Far from it. La. Still far from it.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah. So Terrence, if someone says, would you, uh, uh, would you like to you know, show, run and be the creator of a, a series for a streaming platform on this case, would you or not?
1: Uh, I mean, if, I, think, I think it's a, definitely a very interesting case to, to talk about. La. But yeah. you also have to be very careful. La, right? I think whenever you're talking about uh, ju- judiciary and all these things, you just have mm. to be, uh, you know, you don't want to be accused of scandalizing the judiciary, having Pof laid down your ass for nothing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But that's why I would say, you know, before anyone makes any statements or, or you know, makes grand pro- proclamations about two Singapores or anything like that, uh, you know, shout out to Pritam Singh is mm. that to read the, the what the judge wrote about this case as well to show that there are, you know, as much as whatever theories that you have about how people are doing under the table deals or anything, the judges still can see through these things and, and and call out call out people when they don't do things that are when they do things that seem to be against the interests of, of uh the state as well.
0: Mm, yeah, and I think that's important to note because it, like because like, like what you were saying just now, you read the judge's um, statement, it does sound like okay, like he's he's got our, he's got our back you know. He's got like the mm. the society's back is like okay, at least there's that final thing. Um that, that final that final filter. Lah. But I will say that if I if I think about personally, it 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 does feel like hmm. It, it's very easy to feel that this is reinforcing sentiments that are out there. Like, you know, like you say the yeah. two Singapore thing. Just because of the people involved. You know, mm. the whole rights of foreign workers and domestic workers has been more and more in in uh, in the mainstream attention over the past few years, you know, with COVID and all. And yeah. same goes at the other at the other extreme, la, The super wealthy, mm. and this is a case that kind of involves both of them, and the the sequence of events just just feels a bit mm, a bit a bit uneasy, la, mm. A mm. bit uneasy because I couldn't find anything about um, what happened to the original judge who first charged mm. um um uh, who who deemed Pati Liane guilty, la, You mm. know mm. the one whose charge was overturned. I don't know what happened to her. Um, mm. I don't know what's her deal. I don't know what's her status in the eyes of, like, um the corporate hierarchy. But it just feels like, wow, this, this one, uh, I don't think it's going to end here, uh, right?
1: I, I'm pretty sure this will be brought up in parliament somehow. Uh, uh, parliamentary questions or That
0: is true. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure someone someone will ask some questions about this. Cause Yo, I want to go for that parliament, man.
0: I That's what you go. said the last
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> I know,
0: I know. I want to go for that parliament, part for that parliament sitting. I don't know mm. when it's gonna be, but no. But we will know. What, we will know when. What, what are the questions sure. that are gonna be tabled and all, yeah. right? Yeah, it'll be interesting to to yeah hear about this. Uh. yeah, but but anything you saw online, you know, like or in in the judgment that uh, that you found as like a surprising thing or or any sentiment you saw online that you were like, mm, I didn't mm. think about it that way.
1: Um. Yeah, I think uh, one interesting thing is, I mean, as usual, this is on Reddit from anonymous users, so take all this with a pinch of salt, right? So there are people who said that they went to school with the deputy public prosecutor uh, in question, right? Oh. And they have anecdotes about about him and all that in school and how he was in school and all this. So uh, again, take all of this with a pinch of salt, but it's pretty interesting when you you read about how people were, were like in law school or before they, you know, came to positions where, of power and all that. La. And and, mm. and what people think about them now. So, yeah, I do encourage you if you're, if, if this, you know, tickles your fancy, reading about lawyers and, you know, what the different perceptions are of each other, to go and, to go and look at the comments on, on uh, this particular topic in the Singapore subreddit you know, and all.
0: Yeah. Mm. And he's a
1: public prosecutor. Deputy Public Prosecutor, Deputy Public Prosecutor, yeah, yeah. Prosecutor. who's uh, who was the I mean Kelvin uh, Chong right? Ah, Kelvin yeah, Chong in this case, yeah.
0: Mm. I want. I wonder what like, like uh Liu Liu Leo Man Leong must be thinking also because uh, yeah. cause, I mean he he stepped down in twenty twenty uh mm-hmm. right, and I mean okay, so in my time in aviation, right, uh, when I was at Singapore Airlines and school. Like of course Singapore Airlines and all is is world famous and all, but CAG right as a company was very very highly regarded lah. Mm-hmm. You know as a business they were super profitable and and I mean he's like he was the group chairman of Changi Airport uh group. He was the co the founding president of Capital. Uh, okay, uh let me see. He was the founding president. Of, I will pull that up. But basically very very uh powerful positions lah.
1: Mm-hmm. You know
0: and to be like dragged into this also I'm sure he's fucking pissed off
1: uh. yeah and you go to I mean it's not just in Singapore right like South China Morning Post the headline is Singapore jails son of ex Changi Airport boss for lying and <sighs> <you know, sighs> that helpless so close so it's really the spotlight really on him right and maybe you could argue even less so on his son uh.
0: yeah man like wow, this this is like mm, mm, mm. like mm. crazy yeah, crazy um yeah but 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 yeah, so I mean, I don't think it's going to be the end of it. Yeah, like what you say is going to be brought up in parliament. Um, and I would say for everyone to just have a higher level understanding of this, because it does ref- it does pose certain questions like, about everything that, that is, you know, at the back of people's heads probably at this point in time, mm-hmm. the, the inequality in Singapore, where Singapore is headed. Uh, mm-hmm. I know even the legal system has had its own fair share of controversies over the past few years, you know, with the people um, cheating and mm, and mm, it just it just feels like yeah man this this can't slip under the radar man yeah. this can't slip under the radar
1: yeah so we, so when are we making an appointment to go for parliamentary setting yeah the
0: parliament parliament Parliament's thing so, uh, so we'll meet up for I, lunch
1: beforehand at uh, yeah. Pudan and all uh, maybe, maybe we should do like a Yalabad <laughs> Meetup <lift> before <laughs> parliamentary <laughs> <lift up> before <laughs> parliamentary <laughs> before <laughs> then we all go together as a group how, how cool would that be <laughs> that would be dope <laughs> It'll be fun, right? Like a uh, group outing to Parliament. <laughs>
0: oh my God. But once we're in, we cannot take selfies or anything, right? We can only draw each other yeah. on a piece of paper.
1: Yeah, I, have, I think, I think <laughs> from, uh, we've been told that you only get to... You can write on paper, but you can't bring yeah. your phone in, right? Yeah. Oh my God. The first
0: Yalabad meetup ever is at Parliament. Holy <laughs> shit, <man. laughs> Yeah. That'd be cool, though. That'd be insane, man. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, it's... It, 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 it's just like holy crap. Yeah. It's one of those mm. things that when I first read the article I was like, Oh yeah, like uh, but then as you go dig dig and deep dig yeah. deeper, then you realise, Oh shit, man. Yeah.
1: You, you think like, oh okay, he got sentenced, justice is served. But then you read more, you're no, like, no, hey, no, what no, the hell's no. going on? Yeah. yeah,
0: man. Yeah.
1: But yeah. But cool, man. Cool, cool. Uh, speaking of uh you know, uh news that on the surface just looks like, Oh, okay, another price hike, you know. This one seems to be a bit more uh riling people up a little bit more, like, right? And mm. it happened over the, the weekend. And what is this piece of news? Huh?
0: Um, it is the piece of news that Grab, you know, uh, loved by many, um, will be raising its platform fees from 30 cents to 70 cents starting from May 5th. Mm-hmm. Um, and, which they describe as being in line with those charged by other ride-hailing platforms. Mm. So, it will be reflected on all transport service types, including GrabShare, um and and yeah, like they they say it's to support development of continuous app improvements. Um mm. it was said, it was announced through an email. Mm. It was announced through email. So so just to compare, uh Gojek does have a platform fee of 70 cents for every trip. Um mm. but Tada uh you, charges fifty-five cents for trips that cost up to eighteen dollars and seventy-five cents for those that cost more. And mm. Wright's platform fee is thirty cents, Comfort Elgro has no platform fee.
1: Mm. Um
0: so I mean apart from just another announcement of Grab increase, increasing the charge of something else, why do you want to talk about this, Terence
1: Um I think you know Grab hasn't had the best time in the news in recent recent memory, like right. Yeah. Um and yeah, now cost of living for everyone is rising. You know, it's it's something that everyone's talking about. So I'm just wondering whether this price increase or this like uh, platform fee increase by like, more than double the whatever what it was previously now, right mm. uh, and they say and they say it's to bring it up with, with bring it closer to its competitors as well um, do you think it's justified la?
0: Um, I don't think it's justified I mean okay so mm. so personally when I need to take a ride right share or something Grab is always my last choice la. mm. Um, mm. Uh, because just because of of the prices, I mean, they tend to be more expensive than most of the others. And also, mm. there's a resistance for me given how powerful and big that, uh, they are becoming. La. So, if mm. I can support mm. the ones like Tada or Gojai, uh, sure. Uh, which, I mean, more often, they not tend to be cheaper. La. So, with this mm. platform, fee increase. Whoa, I don't know. Hard to say whether it's justified or not. But it's just another thing. like Okay, la, I mean, their prices just keep going up. La. Mm. Keep mm. going
1: up. I mean uh, the the last time Grab was really in the news was for for Tin Pei Ling, right? Her yeah. taking up the role, uh, you know the the role at Grab, and everyone questioning hey, why is it that uh an MP who's supposed to look after interests of the people when it comes to when it comes to you know uh the public uh, you know when it comes to dealing with uh the corporations and all that as well, how can she also at the same time hold a a job? and Grab, la, right? Who is under stri- a lot of scru- supposedly under a lot of scrutiny when it comes to regulations, right? Mm, so, mm, mm. I think a lot of people are asking, so is this price increase, is this something that Tin bailing would support or would she be against it? Or would she just, you know, brush it off as oh, it's just the cost of business or what? Because, you know, I think this is the year, right? This is the year in Singapore where all price increases uh, sh- can and should be scrutinized a little bit more, la, right? Because we're in the midst of GST uh, being raised by 2%, you know, 1% this year and 1% next year, right? Yeah. Uh, And then there's all these talks about, oh, trying to reduce profiteering in Singapore, uh, where companies are using the excuse of GST to, to unfairly raise prices against the backdrop of, of course, the larger global economy, inflation and everything, and possible recession and all that as well, right? Yeah. So do you think this was a good time for Grab to... Uh, actually, make this make this move or this announcement.
0: Um, I think I think the way the world is going, right? I can't imagine there being a good time or a bad time. Mm. Um, mm. I think they they announced this. Maybe some people are turned off and all, but I think a lot of people would still use the the app because okay. So mm. this is my my suspicion. That I don't know how many people are loyal to, um, Grab or or rideshare apps. Like. Mm. Mm. I'm I have a. Maybe I'm biased towards, like, uh certain that I prefer more just because I want to support them. But ultimately, it's price, la, right? Mm. So, maybe mm. for Grab, I'm sure they have enough data to show that, okay, la, like, um, even if, if it turns a few people off, just by 30, 30 cents platform fee per ride, right? You know how much that increases just in one day? I don't know how many fucking rides yeah. they do a day. But it's a shit ton of additional revenue, lah. Yeah. Right. That's right. that's true. So I would say probably for them earlier earlier the better because it's not saying in two months' time this will be easier to stomach. Probably with mm. yeah, with the rate things are going with the Maybe everyday. The yeah, every week there's some new shit that's gonna get more expensive or worse. I I guess the earlier they do it the better.
1: Mm mm-hmm. Uh to that I would say two things. Uh. Uh. Uh, one is that I think it's it's very smart that they announced it on a Friday. Yeah. Instead of like on a Monday because uh, usually Friday people are winding down for the weekend they're a bit and, more and, chill
0: and, la, they're like, uh, oh, they're more chill la, you know? oh, they
1: really got their plans in place on the weekend if they need to take Grab they need to take Grab like, regardless right yeah. so the only response would be coming on Monday like, right? so you have a couple of days breather uh, hmm. two is that um, I think this announcement has it's going to push me to really check out the other platforms a lot more because like. uh, to be honest I, I've always been quite lazy so I only just check Grab and check and compare between the two and maybe Zig once in a while Mm. But i have not downloaded Tada or Ride, uh, the the Ride or Tada apps in my phone, la. Mm. So now that I know that um, they are varying; they charge different prices for the platform fee. I will actually check out Ride because Ride is like thirty cents, uh, and Tada is fifty-five cents for fares below eighteen dollars, You mm. know, which is cheaper mm. than, than Grab. So Grab uh, cheaper than Grab or Gojek. So yeah, I, I, if anything, this this announcement does push me to go and check out the other apps, la. But Darren, it took you so
0: long. To to check out the other things, despite all the announcements, what was the inertia, Terrence?
1: Uh just in general, you know, just having to thumb through so many so many different apps, uh, really. I really on borderline borderline uh generation X and, and millennial. So I it's, it's for me uh, installing another app and just uh, experiencing a new user interface and dealing with having to input credit card details and yet another app, you know. It's just a <laughs> big big turn off for me. Uh. Yeah, but now, but now, you know, as always like, it was like the, the myeloping Milo issue lah, you know, nutrient grade, giving a bad nutrient grade grading to the, to myloping doesn't deter me from drinking myeloping. But what deterred me was myeloping increasing by 12%, the price of myloping increasing by 12% in coffee shops <laughs> as evidenced by the survey that we covered in the early episode. That made me stop drinking myloping, you know. So it's so always, it's so always the, the money that makes you stop doing things uh.
0: Yeah, But I mean, previously also Grab, they they never had, no, they had some platform fee uh, that they first implemented back in 2020. Mm. So that one's still okay. That one's still okay, is it?
1: No, because I think to me, it was like, oh, okay, everybody has to charge a platform fee, right? It's it's part of business. But now I see very clearly in front of me that some of them charge a higher platform fee. Some of them charge a lower platform fee. Some of them, you know, have uh, different tiers and all. So it tells me, oh, okay, that that, uh, as a consumer, you should reward uh, the, 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 you should at least give the businesses that try to be a bit more consumer-centric, a bit more of a chance. Uh, you know? mm-hmm. And also because, I mean, you do
0: have a car, right? So mm. you probably don't use it as much as... um. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say I use it often, but I knew that if I needed to get somewhere quick, I need to u- use the ride share. Like. So uh, I yeah, even yeah, yeah, have yeah. clustered all the ride share apps together in my iPhone. You know, I yeah. one click and the five apps are there, and then pop, 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 pop. And then just search, you know, copy and paste the destination. I got a whole, I got yeah. a whole process ready. Yeah, so, yeah. so it, it, it does help because sometimes the
1: prices can be so different. Like, What's the biggest difference in prices you've experienced personally?
0: I mean, even like, like uh, the biggest, I can't remember. But just for example, yesterday, I was coming back from my friend's place. And Grab was maybe like 19 and Tada was 14.
1: Oh shit, that's a lot. Which, eh.
0: which is a huge fucking
1: uh, difference, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um of but course, th- have you have you experienced differences in wait times or the number of oh, drivers yeah, yeah. available? Okay,
0: so Tada and Gojek typically take longer. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. So Grab Grab uh I will give them that like they tend to be faster. They mm. tend to be faster. So then it becomes like okay like which one do you need to uh, more urgently like if you have if you plan ahead uh so now if I need to go somewhere, I come out of the shower already, I book mm. <laughs> what? So in some much, sense yeah. in some
1: sense you are quite a power user of the of these right healing apps um, Okay,
0: you're, I'm, I'm you're trying to cut down I've 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 cut down quite a bit also. But yeah, um yeah, yeah. I do know that if I need to get somewhere quick and all there's no other option la. So uh, okay, okay. so I need to have like uh okay la. like this is what I need to do and when Because I do go try on. to cut it down because if you get into the mode where everything is the right share, right? Then mm. It's just not good. La. It's not mm. good.
1: But so, my next question mm. is like, uh, which of all these different ride share apps you use, which one do you think has the most positive perception in your eyes?
0: Uh, in my eyes? Uh, I w- the positive perception, I would say like, the one that feels a bit more like, okay, la, like uh, a bit more real is, is Tada, la, I think. Mm. Partly, Why, I mean, yeah. because, because they, they don't appear in the news a lot. Uh um, okay. I don't know what how big they are because, you know, Grab is like a decker corn or whatever. You Gojek is a really yeah, corn. CEO
1: has a g- a good class bungalow already, you know. Yeah, the, so, uh, so yeah, I have so of, you know.
0: <laughs> I have no idea who Tada came from also. Um yeah. it just feels like is that is that one in the background doing his own thing you know, and I and I kinda like that.
1: But Scully you find out that Tada CEO has a good class bungalow, so
0: have I <laughs> la, have have a good class bungalow <laughs> la. The thing is if you keep keep offering prices that are cheaper than the competitors, right? You can live wherever you want. La. Uh, you can live wherever you want. And maybe because uh, they're so subtle, maybe they are increasing or platform fees I just never noticed. Mm, mm, yeah. Then, then we shall see. La. But, um, I mean, the one thing I've also noticed is that when you can't get on any other apps, the comfort tends to be quite good, quite
1: reliable. The Zig app, is it?
0: Yeah. Because uh, I remember I was in one shoot or two shoots where I was shooting in Tuas. Okay. Um, first of all, it was at Raffles Raffles Town Club or something, which I thought is in town, but is it yeah. fucking to us? Yeah, yeah. So and getting a cab there was impossible But only I could find it through Comfort Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, comfort, it's kind of yeah. a, it's quite a, uh, it's quite a new thing for our times uh When like you know um uh, like this this weekend I took a ride share or at least I took one of these uh private private hire vehicles right. I mm. came out and then there was this uh Japanese family standing outside. I don't know whether the tourists or they I think they live here like in Singapore, but they're Japanese. And they were standing outside the cab like very eagerly waiting for us to come out and waiting to pounce on the cab because like, they thought it was their lucky day, you know, that they that the cab just dropped us off and then they're gonna be able to jump in the cab and, you know, not have to pay any booking fees or whatever. Mm. Then the cab already was like, Oh sorry, no, I already have you know, I'm waiting here for someone who booked through one of these apps already. Then the poor Japanese family had to just move away, you know? So so, it's a very um, you know, these ride-hailing apps have really taken over our whole uh, transportation infrastructure, like private transport in- infrastructure. Where mm. you can't—it's almost impossible or very very difficult to just hail down a cab. Yeah. Uh, in public <laughs> already, la. You know, there's no more. You know, the old days of watching movies and then you hear the guy going taxi, and then the taxi mm. stops and then doesn't exist anymore. Man, like, it's like it's just because you take out your phone and they're just staring at it for like five minutes. Uh,
0: but yes, that's, also all, like,
1: that's all it is, yeah.
0: I mean, first of all, yeah, I can't remember the last time I had to hail a cab. But you know, yeah. when I see on that TV thing, you know, people say, taxi. Have you ever hailed a cab in Singapore saying, taxi? Of course like, oh, yeah. not. Singapore, no. It's normally the like, uncle. Although
1: no. oh, no, I'm talking about like in, in movies, in New York City or all these cities that they portray. But Singapore, no, you won't, you won't get any of that.
0: But even in New York City, Enough. when you were there for two years, did you ever hail a taxi by saying, taxi?
1: Taxi? Uh, y- you you hail hard to get attention lah yeah because you are fighting probably fighting with a lot of uh, different stimuli in the environment so you do have to try and jump on a road and get attention you but hail uh, hard. But that, you hail hard yeah hail hard right. but, but that was like in the two thousands late two thousands so I would discount my view as a uh, it's that was prehistoric times lah yeah
0: I see I see I see okay yeah, okay okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just wanna wanna uh, correct something I said earlier it's not Raffles Town Club it's Raffles Marina which is uh, uh, a Club in Singapore that you would think is in the middle of the country, but no, it's mm. at Tuas. It's really yeah. at Tuas. Yeah, so that was yeah. where uh, Comfort Delgro helped.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, just to yeah, also just building off something we talked about in the last episode was that uh, yeah, there are no more night rider buses anymore, right, in Singapore. Mm. Um, so we pass midnight and all, you don't really have many other options to get home. Uh, not public transport, not night rider buses. So all these right hailing apps, mobile, you just have to use them. Uh.
0: Mm, Correct. 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 Yeah. Correct. Um, yes. Cool, man. All right. Cool. Shall so, we jump into the one short comment of the past few days?
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, I want to give a shout out to uh listener Daryl. I met uh mm. at, 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 uh I met over the weekend. Uh, it was quite funny because I think you know he he came up. My my child was having a little bit of a, a meltdown, uh, as we were leaving, and uh, I think Daryl also came up carrying his own child. Uh, I think he's a he's a dad of a very beautiful one year old child, and uh, yeah, we just so it was, it was quite cool that we were commiserating about about you know, oh uh, he was telling me about oh he's a Alabama fan been listening since twenty nineteen, and yeah he he took time off from his family to also just come and say hi which was quite a quite a nice thing and i had to like i had to run off quickly because yeah my own kid was having a little bit of a meltdown on the side mm. uh but yeah it was it's just a fun thing when other i see another young parent you know also uh having you know taking time from the family to also come and just say hi and appreciate the podcast because we don't we don't get a lot of people coming up to us in public to to say they, they appreciate the podcast and all that uh, but uh it's very nice when it happens uh, yeah so shout mm. out to Daryl for that
0: yeah and
1: uh, i mean on a similar note,
0: just wanted to give a shout out to Vikram and his uh, wife. Who, mm. who, even over this past weekend, I had a similar experience where my wife and I were walking, crossing a street. And this car mm. goes by. And suddenly we hear, Harish, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, that made my fucking night, man. I mean, it turns, yeah. out, turns out it was both of them. Um, and uh, they, the, uh, Vikram messaged me. Uh, after that, uh, because we had corresponded before over Instagram. So he said, hey, that was actually him and his wife uh, 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 and they're big fans also. Uh, so mm. so and this is something that Terrence and I spoke about before this podcast also. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe it's worth giving shout out to people who actually do come up and say hi. Because it really does mean a lot to us. It really mm. does mean a lot mm. to us that I know approaching people in public is uh, it's almost been trained out of our normal behavior. But mm. uh yeah, it means a lot. So so, thanks for that, man.
1: Yeah,
0: cool, sweet, cool. And plus, it makes me look damn cool uh, in front of my wife, lah. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. Um, and you know, he needs that, like, Harish needs. That. I need I need it, like I need it, guys. <laughs> I need it. Yeah. If you see me with a group of also like a family and all, feel free. You know, feel free. Yeah. Friends. The more people I'm with, the more uh uh, uh I would appreciate it, la. So so just hmm. just so you know. No,
1: and yeah, I think the cool thing is the people who come up to us have generally been very uh, respectful so that right? Yeah,
0: yeah uh, correct, correct, correct.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, they come to if you're like, if I'm like struggling with my kid or that, I don't think people will come to me. But at that point, I was, my kid was already walking off. So yeah, I think they were very respectful of our time and all that as well. So that's cool.
0: Mm. Yeah. Sweet, man. All right, cool. But yes, um, what
1: is your one shot thing?
0: Uh, my one short thing is uh, is a YouTube channel in Singapore that I have watched a couple of times and, and I I've been watching more so like it's uh mm. it's a channel called Kelvin Learns Investing. Mm. Um so he's one of those people who left his job uh to kind of be more like, you know, working for himself and and thinking of like financial freedom and all. But what I like is that his videos uh he really does a good job, I think uh condensing Singapore related financial stuff like CPF and even a trust card and all that into a way that is quite watchable. Uh. Uh, he's got mm. a very, very uh, uh uh sincere demeanor about him. And and through watching him I realised hey shit, there's quite a lot of people in Singapore who are doing this whole kind of like, okay, uh how to manage your your finance better and all that. But yeah, you know, shout out to Kelvin Learns Investing. Um Mm. which is a very, very sincere name as well. You can't get more authentic than that.
1: Uh, So shout out to him, man. Yeah, shout out to Kelvin. Talked about more than one Kelvin. More than one Kelvin on this podcast today.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes, correct. Uh, correct. This is the Kelvin Learns Investing podcast. Uh, No, uh, Kelvin Learns Investing YouTube channel. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And what about Uh, you? Yeah, my one stroke thing is actually a video on the Straits Times uh, YouTube channel that Mm. was, I think it was released about a week ago, six days ago. It's called Everybody Out, Moving 3,500 Birds from Bird Park to Bird Paradise. Mm. So I think uh, Straits Times journalists or or content creators got a chance to document how uh, the birds from the Jurong Bird Park have been moved to their new home at the Bird Paradise. Mm. And that's been taking place for the last six months, I think. I or the last five months. I believe the bird park is opening in May. And, you know, um you can actually see the interiors of the new bird paradise. Uh the in in this video itself. But yeah, just the just the the effort it takes to move like all these some of them are giant birds and all that to the bird paradise. is just pretty amazing. Uh, and uh mm. yeah, it's just a 13-minute video, but uh you know, we, we I think we really do have one of the most amazing uh bird sanctuaries uh in in the world, uh. so mm. yeah, do check it out and it, it made me very interested to go and go and check out the bird paradise as soon as I can get my hands on tickets. Uh.
0: oh is it? Because yeah, some yeah. I think it's easy to forget how big the birds can be, right? Mm. Um, I remember my my research thing was when we went to the zoo for for researching on the show we were working on. There were the pelicans, was it?
1: They were just standing there. Yeah, or oh, either it? yeah. Pelicans or hornbills or bills or whatever. Like
0: huge, that. Yeah. man. Um, oh, but but that's cool. Oh, Straight Stunz video. So it's on their YouTube channel, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, nice. So uh, yeah, do check it out. Nice, man. Cool. cool. Um Yeah, so so thanks for listening, everybody. And hopefully, yeah. you didn't take that long to download this podcast. Uh, hopefully, mm. it gets faster. Lah.
1: Yeah, do give us feedback if, if there's uh, more still more issues that you're facing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sweet. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Bye-bye.